Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I'm your host. Will McFadden, as you can tell, I am still getting over the mysterious absence of my voice. Uh, It went away Sunday afternoon just in the span of 25 minutes, talking to my wife in the car, and out of nowhere, I am just getting hoarser and and hoarser, and then it just went away. And so basically, Tuesday, Wednesday, didn't speak a lick. Today is Thursday. I was not really going to hit the mics at all, but I'm here because the Falcons have made a decision. They have come to a conclusion with their head coaching search. Raheem Morris will be returning to Atlanta as the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Adam Schefter reported that news uh, you know, a little bit before 5 o'clock on Twitter. Nothing from the Falcons yet as I record this at about 5.30 um, Eastern time. So still not official from the team, but Basically, if Schefter is tweeting something and everybody else is kind of confirming it, it seems like it's going to be a done deal. Uh, and I think that this was always in play, right? As you have heard a couple of people on the show, be it Steve Weish or Dave Choate, um, Mike Rothstein, Raheem Morris has always been kind of a name that has been bandied about and somebody that made sense. So I'm going to react to this news that now Raheem Morris is officially or not officially yet, but for all intents and purposes, Raheem Morris is now the head coach here in Atlanta. So going to share my thoughts very quickly, going to make it brief because as you guys can tell, uh, I probably don't have much in me today, but this is certainly important enough uh, that I needed to jump on and and just get some thoughts down for everybody because I covered Raheem Morris for a few years. I was inside of the building. I mean, I saw him on, on walks around the facility, so I definitely have a lot of thoughts uh, about this hiring. So let's get to that in one second. But first, it's playoff time and the road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Baltimore. BetOnline is the number one source for NFL playoff odds, stats, trends, and lines. With everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props, BetOnline has everything you need. So head to BetOnline today to stay updated on all the action. BetOnline, the game starts here. Okay, so Raheem Morris coming back. I, I first off, I think it's an interesting move, but it's a move that I like. It's kind of does make me wonder, all right, was it really just that Arthur Smith? Like, maybe it's that simple. Maybe Arthur Blank had just completely lost faith in Arthur Smith the way that all of the fan base seemed to have. So maybe it is that simple. But I don't just based on people that I talked to, it it seemed as though this was in in search of something more. And I'm not saying that Raheem Morris can't be something more. It's just I think that line of thinking applies a little more neatly to a Bill Belichick or a Jim Harbaugh. And I know, you know, once it seemed like, all right, maybe it's going to be Bill Belichick, right? And that's kind of what we talked about a lot last week. Everybody kind of had weird, interesting reactions that that came about. Some people were were totally for it. It was like, of course, he's the greatest coach of all time. Go Go after Bill Belichick. Like, who cares? It didn't work out in, in New England, but let's give him a shot here. 
some people were a little bit both sides. I think I was kind of in that boat of, yeah, you got to respect everything that he did. But I got some questions about how it's gone lately. And then you had a lot of people who were also very vocally anti Bill Belichick for a lot of different reasons, culture fit, just not wanting that type of, frankly, kind of like a grump in the the head coaching position down here. And, and there are a lot of reasons to it. But again, that type of going for the white whale made a little bit more sense, you know, considering that the Falcons said at the end of or Rich McKay and, and Arthur Blank kind of heaped praise on the roster and on kind of the work that both Terry Fano and Arthur Smith had done to get the Falcons in a good spot moving forward. So that's just kind of my first reaction to, all right, hat, like this isn't necessarily when we started this process where I thought we would end up. But again, that doesn't mean that it's a bad place because when I started to initially think about all of the candidates, right? And it, it wasn't just the clear and obvious names, but every year there's always, you know, look at who just got hired in Carolina, uh, Tampa Bay's offensive coordinator. Not a guy that I'm sure a lot of fans, if you asked any random casual fan in Carolina, they probably weren't going to say him as, as their number one choice. And it's it's a little bit of a testament to guys can kind of pop up out of nowhere and and get these jobs. So I like to just look and see, all right, who else could be out there? Who has had some recent success, makes sense for a head coaching jump? And Raheem more than passed all of those tests, right? He has been ready, I think, for a second head coaching opportunity for a little while now. If he had done better than his four and seven record as the interim head coach of the Falcons in 2020, he could have been the head coach here in Atlanta sooner. But he was somebody I thought would either get shut down immediately, like the Falcons wouldn't even interview, like we already know everything there is to know about you, right? So that almost seemed as though they would say, nope, you know, we're, we're good on Raheem. We're interviewing everybody else, but he's not being considered. I expected either that to come out very quickly or then once he started going and getting some interviews and once they did make it, you know, they requested those interviews for the head coaching uh, position with Raheem. I was kind of like, all right, if, if they do want to go down this road, then I think it's a very serious and legit that he is a very serious and legit contender for this job. Because again, Arthur Blank knows exactly what he's getting in Raheem Morris. And I do think that in this specific situation, that's a really good thing. You know, I, I think that it's, I liked that the Falcons seemingly did take their time on this whole process, right? They interviewed Bill Belichick in person twice, you know, a few times over that kind of two week period. Then they met with Jim Harbaugh a couple of times. They met with Bobby Slovic. And it seemed as though he was really impressed. Like there were a lot of different junctures to this whole shebang. But I like that about this search because it it makes me feel as though, okay, if they went into Bill Belichick, they weren't just willing to roll over. And I know a lot of people and a lot of reporting has come out about the Rich McKay of it all. And I don't think that this is Arthur Blank caving to Rich McKay and Rich McKay winning out and all of that. I do think that with somebody like Bill Belichick, 
coming in, that's going to be a lot of overhaul, just a lot of organizational overhaul. And, you know, he may not have been willing to work within the parameters, but I also kind of think that the parameters that they have in place have proven to work. I mean, they have reached a Super Bowl. They were generally very successful for most of Arthur Blank's run. So I do think that there is some belief in the way that they structure the the front office and the way the head coach interacts with that and the way it all ladders up. So I I do like that they apparently deliberated about all of that for a good long while. And if the Falcons said, we're good, we're, we're going to look elsewhere and kind of fit what we think is the best total package, because again, that's what the quarterback position was last year. It wasn't the best path forward at quarterback. It was what they felt created the best team path forward. And given the turnaround that they did defensively, you know, you can't necessarily argue with that line of thinking because if they had signed a huge, you know, quarterback and free agency and taken up a ton of cap space, you're not getting a David Onyemata here. You may not be able to afford a Jesse Bates. So again, I think that this approach could be looked at maybe similarly. You're getting somebody who is going to be able to come in here and immediately step into a comfortable position. He is going to inherit, again, a roster and a financial situation that Rich McKay said they felt good about. This is not a new direction that the team needs to go in. If anything, they're ready to go wheels up. You know, they're ready. They're down the runway. This past year, they were supposed to compete. This team is kind of built to hit the gas. And Raheem Morris is a coach that absolutely can step in from day one and hit the gas. I was going back and kind of looking at some of the transcripts from 2020 when he was made interim head coach just to kind of get a a reminder, a refresher of what was different about him or what he said mattered to him in a team under his leadership. And so here's what he said, or here's kind of the, the part that I thought summed it up nicely. And again, this is just his introductory press conference. I'm sure it's evolved since then. You know, working with Sean McVay is one of the reasons I think he's uberly qualified for this. Um, but we'll get to that in one second. He said at the time when he took over the uh, Falcons interim head coaching role, the message to the team is that we have to go out and enforce our will on our opponent. We have to go out and we've got to score and we've got to get the ball back no matter what you're doing. If you're on offense, your job is to score. If you're on defense, it's to get the ball back. If you're on the return unit, it's to score. If you're on the coverage unit, it's to get the ball back. Those things are what we're going to have to do. And I remember that at the time with Raheem, it was really an emphasis on the connectivity of all three phases, right? And that's something that I think we started to take for granted a little bit under Arthur Smith because it was an issue under Dan Quinn, how many times would the offense finally kind of break through and get a touchdown only for the defense, which had been holding pretty well for most of the game, kind of like to then just give up two or three touchdown drives. And I know that happened a couple of times this season, but not nearly to the extent that it was happening in kind of that 2019, late 2018, 2020 run there for the Falcons that just seemed like everything was going wrong for every conceivable reason. So 
that's going to be, I think, a, a message that could resonate immediately with this team, right? They are talented at kind of all three phases of the game. So there are guys that you can sit there and say, all right, go do your job and go do it at a high level. And we have that expectation for you. This is not a team that you need to build up in certain spots. Again, you can come in here and hold these guys accountable from day one. But I also know that Raheem is is a player's coach. Like He is going to come in and embrace what these guys want to do. That was something when he became head coach and they moved Jeff Ulbrich to defensive coordinator. One of the things that they really wanted to emphasize defensively at the time was just to kind of simplify things, make it easier, use the guys in the ways in which they were very comfortable, ask them to do what they can do well, instead of kind of putting them in these, you know, weird, tricky situations. And that's, that's something that I'm curious to see port over to this roster, right? Because this roster it is versatile. And, uh, you know, we talk all day long about how Kyle Pitts can play all over the field, Drake London, move him inside, outside. He's a great run blocker, all that stuff, Bajan's versatility. But they're versatile in like a very specific way. They're versatile in the way that like a, a group of magnetized tiles that come all in a set. Yeah, you can build a bunch of different things with them, but they don't work with the other brand of magnetized tiles, right? They're not truly interchangeable in that way they they work kind of in this little sandbox and so i'm curious to see if if those are the types of players that the falcons have invested in the last couple of years or if these guys truly are versatile and then what can kind of raheem draw out of them what do they want to do what does drake london sit there and picture all right use me in this way man you guys can unlock me you haven't done this with me yet but i'm telling you i can do it raheem morris is going to figure that out and he's going to use it so Another reason why I, I really like this Raheem Morris hire, and it's kind of my final point here, is I think this guy's going to build a really, really good staff. And, you know, I, I'm curious to see who he keeps in place, if he keeps anybody in place, because I, I think the Falcons didn't have a, a bad staff by any means under Arthur Smith. You could quibble with certain positions, but, you know, I think kind of where it mattered. And then we saw the hiring of Ryan Nielsen and how that really kind of totally transformed the defensive performance. I, I did like the staff that for the most part, Arthur Smith had in, in place, but I, I think that Raheem Morris, when you look at everybody that he's kind of coached with all of the influences that he has been around and most recently in Los Angeles with Sean McVay, where you get to kind of see the whole Matthew Stafford thing on the fly. I mean, what a, a firsthand masterclass in kind of retooling the plane while it's already in the air and and building a team and assembling and saying, hey, we need this to change. We don't need it to necessarily get better or worse. We just need it to be different. We need these qualities to be emphasized instead of these qualities and kind of just tweaking everything, tweaking scheme. This past year, what they kind of did with Duo and totally kind of rejiggered their offense to get going again on the ground and get Kyron Williams to like be probably the greatest fantasy player outside of Christian McCaffrey this season. Um, I, Raheem has been there for all of that. He goes to that Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford and, and the defense looks great. And they have lost a lot of that talent over the last two years. So their numbers have taken a little bit of a dive. But the work that he did this year with 
you know, Kobe Turner, the rookie defensive tackle. And you see uh, linebacker Ernest Jones and kind of his third year was really coming on strong. And then at the end of the year, Quentin Lake, a second year cornerback, making a lot of strides for the Rams. And so you just envision what can he do with with Zach Harrison and what can you do with, you know, Arnold Ebicady and maybe Richie Grant coming back here and kind of like getting that safety position going again. I, I'm I'm really, really curious to see the the work that he does with this roster because it is totally different than the roster that was in place when when I was there with him, you know, and when we were in the building, it was a very different group of guys than this group. And so how much did that change this offseason? But when he is building his staff, he's he's going to know, I think, exactly what today's game takes, what it takes to win against kind of the meta offenses of this league and and what the defense is, how they're adjusting with the tides to kind of counteract the offense. And maybe you can be a step ahead. Right. And that's hopefully when you go through these coaching searches and you land on a new head coach, you're just hoping to get a guy that's kind of a, a next step ahead of everybody else. Right. You want to be the guy that gets Mike McDaniel and, and you're just like, cool. He is doing stuff so different that this offense is just exploding and can go off for 70. That's really exciting. Sean McVay back in the day when it was this offense is so far ahead of what the current defense is that there's so many advantages. That's what you hope you land. I think that where Raheem, his true strength, because I don't really expect him to come in here and be a head coach slash play caller. I don't think he's going to keep running the defense. I could be wrong about that. I, I'm not reporting anything. I know nothing. But I think he would be really, really good. And in fact, he, he talked about this, and I'll, I'll get to the quote here as we wrap up. I think he'd be an amazing CEO head coach. And I know right now the best thing to have is an amazing play caller who is also your head coach. But the Falcons have had their most success kind of coming from this format of we've got a head coach and then we've got two coordinators. Raheem Morris may be as qualified as anybody, kind of in the way that Dan Quinn was when he was in Seattle because they were playing the best teams in the league for three or four years straight because they were always in the playoffs. They were always getting to the NFC Championship game. And that is kind of where Raheem has been. He's been in these huge matchups. He knows this league. He knows these coaches. He knows these schemes. He knows what's popular. Let him pick his guys, his offensive coordinator, his defense coordinator. Let him focus on what they can do. He is here to bring a mentality, to bring kind of a, a really good vibes, I think, and be that player's coach, that motivator. And, you know, I'm, I'm really curious because, again, I think this team will respond to that. I wonder what the long-term outlook looks like now. You know, what is the, the five-year plan? But I, I think that the the two or three year plan looks really good. I, I do. I think Raheem Morris can kind of take a roster that's already in place and get some really smart coaches in here with him. And that's not to say that he's not a smart coach or anything like that, but I think he wants to work on the bigger systemic organizational philosophy and change and mindset. And he kind of said as much when he took over that interim head coaching job. He said, you obviously have to coach the football team when you're the head coach. I have to find a way to coach the football team. I have to go where my time is needed. I have to go where I can be a part of all parts of our team, all aspects of our team at all times. So there you go. Like he views this as 
well, I'm not the head coach, but I'm going to get a really good defensive coordinator because I'm going to call the plays on offense. So I'm going to let them focus on that. And I'm going to focus on the No, he's going to oversee all of it. So I expect him to get some awesome guys in here to kind of handle the offense, handle the defense. And I think that's a really strong formula for success. So those are my thoughts on Raheem Morris. He's coming back to Atlanta. I think it's a great call. You know, again, I, I wonder when this all started, what was the true, if we're shooting for the moon, here's where we're going for. I would love to have been a fly on the wall for that. But I think Raheem Morris is going to turn out to be a very good hire for the Falcons, maybe not unlike the way that Todd Bowles has not lit the world on fire in Tampa Bay, but he definitely has done a, you know, a good job in s- sustaining them and, and keeping them kind of in the playoffs and in the mix every single year. So I think that Raheem Morris can at least bump things up a notch, get you maybe to that 9-10 win range, because this team, again, was a bouncer to one way or the other from probably being there anyway. So that's all I got. That's where I'm going to leave you guys. We will be back next week. Um, maybe something earlier in the week. Going to try to get somebody back on, I guess. Maybe somebody from the uh, the Rams who will be able to talk to me a little bit about what Raheem has, has done, how he's grown as a part of the Rams organization and maybe philosophically as a coach. So I expect we'll also have an introductory press conference maybe Friday. Um, if that happens, you may get something on Monday. So just stay tuned. We'll be a little bit fluid. Again, it may depend on my voice as well. But you can follow me on Twitter at Will McFadden for updates. Check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe where you can. That'll do it for me as always. Today's show presented by Bet Online. Until next time, everybody, take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.